0: Today on City CityCast Chicago, as we celebrate Lunar New Year with two amazing parades this weekend in Uptown and Chinatown, you'll likely see thousands of different dumpling options in both neighborhoods during the celebrations. So we decided to find out why these delicious treats are so important to the celebration and where to find the best dumplings in the Chicago land. It's Wednesday, February 14th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is What Chicago is Talking About. As February continues, there are plenty of Lunar New Year celebrations across the city of Chicago, and if you've gone to any or plan to go to any this weekend, one thing you are likely to see, dumplings. A lovely variety, a sampling of dumplings from across uh, some of the city's best restaurants. And so I had to bring in our old friend, Kevin Pang, the general manager of America's Test Kitchen and the author of a very Chinese cookbook to talk about some of the variety that Chicago has to offer. Kevin, welcome back to CityCast. Jacoby, it's great to talk to you again. Hey, it's always great to have you. Obviously, I love dumplings all year. I know you do. It's one of the the easiest to grab and go foods that we have in Chicago. I put it next to to a good taco as something you can just grab and leave the store, right? But what is the significance of a good dumpling during the Lunar New Year celebration time?
1: Well, the interesting thing about dumplings, as with a lot of food during Lunar New Year, is that a lot of times we eat it because of the significance of it because of what it represents okay so here's an example the word fish in chinese is you and it sounds like the word for surplus meaning like a surplus of money so we like to eat fish because we think it might bring us surplus okay like prosperity and
0: good fortune for the
1: year yeah exactly so we we it's funny we have a homophone based diet <laughs> you know but uh, but another example is that if we eat tofu a tofu a square cube of tofu almost looks like a field and we would eat tofu hoping that it would bring us a good harvest in the got new it, year got it you know got it. so i mean if you look at foods like dumplings i mean number 1 it's delicious the act of wrapping dumplings with their loved ones it's almost like you know mexican families where they're wrapping tamales and sort of eating mm. it you know uh at many uh, different times of the year so For dumplings, I think there is the familial aspect, Jacoby, of wrapping it and then sharing in the meal together. And -hmm. you can also make the case that if you look at a dumpling, it looks a little bit like a gold bullion, right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe the more dumplings we would eat, maybe, you know, the more money would be coming through our bank account. So that's not a bad thing.
0: And you'll find a good... Like I said, a good variety, a good selection of dumplings across Asian restaurants in Chicago, whether it's Chinese, whether it's Korean, whether it's Japanese. One of the things you mentioned is the familial connection. And I imagine that goes across different countries. But for your own personal upbringing, what do you remember about maybe the process of learning to make or making dumplings with your family members?
1: I will give you sort of the perfect illustration of that, Jacoby. So the first time. I brought my then girlfriend, now wife, home to meet my parents, okay? So I was really Mm -hmm. nervous. And so she comes in through the door and, you know, a lot of hugs, a lot of meeting and sort of sizing up, I would assume. (laughs) And then within 15 minutes, my mother was showing my girlfriend, now wife, how to fold dumplings, Like she was already doing that. It was Uh like on a, on a Saturday afternoon and she said, just come sit and, and, you know, let me, let me just show you how to do this. Put the filling there. You put the crimp here, you put the fold here. And so it's, it's almost a, it's a, it's an act of welcoming into the family, Mm -hmm. making dumplings. So uh, that was uh, something I won't soon forget.
0: I love that people can get a taste of that sort of inner family life of watching you and your family, you and your dad making uh, recipes together. I've seen a few of them online. I told you earlier it was the reason I was a few minutes behind because I got lost in the playlist. But, but let's stay on dumplings here. What makes a dumpling a really good? good one. Like what is your criteria? What are you looking for when you're eating good dumplings? Because I feel like it's only a small amount of ingredients, but you know, you know, not everybody can get it right every time.
1: That's what I love about dumplings, especially as a way to show off how good you are as a cook, because Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of margin for error. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like a roast chicken. It's very easy to screw up a roast chicken and it's kind of hard to make it taste really good. So when it comes to dumplings, look, I, I can tell you the things I, don't like is that number one, the balance of filling is off, whether it's like too little filling. There is such thing to have too much filling as well, too. It's sort Mm -hmm. of like, you know, it's kind of like hard to chew on it. I think that becomes a problem. And when I I talk about balance of filling, I'm also talking about the flavors of it. Okay. Now, a a lot of times when we're making uh, dumplings, we would combine, say, pork, with Napa cabbage, right? Now, mm-hmm. if you skimp too much on the pork and you put too much Napa cabbage, then the whole thing becomes very soggy and then you don't taste any meat and that's not good. So, so I think a balance of ingredients matters. I also talk about a balance of flavor. If it's not well seasoned, if it's a bland up, no one likes that. And then finally, I, I look at the, the, the wrapper itself. Is it leaking? You know, if you don't crimp mm. it correctly, the, 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 Filling will just spill over if it's too thick. Who likes a a, a thick, chewy dumpling? No one likes that, right? So mm-hmm. I like something that's very sheer that doesn't fall apart. And I'm talking about the the the, the wrapper here. I like it to have this very almost a luscious quality. It's a very slippery quality when you're biting through. And, uh, you know, and I look at the different sauces too, you know, do you dip it in soy sauce, do you dip it in vinegar, do you dip it in chili oil? I mean, it's all a matter of personal preference, but I think those are the things I look for in a good dumpling. Mm.
0: We're going to ask you a little bit uh, later about your own personal recipe, like how you like to make them best. But let's start with some places around the Chicagoland area. And so we can even go categories, right? Like when we're thinking about grabbing dumplings, if we're on the go somewhere like for lunch, for example, you got a great lunch spot for us, Kevin?
1: Well, I live on the North Shore, so I live in Wilmette's, but the place that I love to go is, uh, that's close by in Evanston, is uh, Shang's Noodles. They, they make their own noodles. They do house-made dumplings as well, too. Great pot stickers. So they, I think that place is a place that I that I think is really, really good. I think in terms of going to Chinatown and downtown Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, QXY, QXY Dumplings, that place is just, they are a dumpling specialist. And uh, they'll have like a dozen varieties of, of dumplings. The best part is that you can also get it frozen to go. So okay. uh, if you want to eat it, if you want to reheat it or boil it at home, you can do that as well, too. So QXY dumplings is really, really fantastic.
0: If you're reheating dumplings, what's best practices? Because when we did a best tacos episode, Michelle, our producer, put me on to let me know the best way to reheat that. And I was like, I right, just put me on again. If I want to reheat some dumplings, what's the best way I should go about that?
1: Well, I think there are two ways. You can either boil them, and mm-hmm. I think that's very easy. But then I think if you want uh, something that's has got to retain a little bit of chew on the dumpling wrapper, I think steaming it is the best way to go. If you've got a bamboo steamer, even better. Uh, I understand that it's it takes a little bit longer time to steam uh, than to uh, boil it. But I think both methods would yield a really good dumpling.
0: Okay, good to know. Yeah. All right. So we've gotten a few places. One spot in Evanston. We yep. got a spot in Chinatown. Uh, keep the list rolling. If I yep. got a if I got a large group with me that, or I'm trying to show off a, a a spot. Where Where are you taking me next?
1: I got two more places. I think you should go. So first off is. A somewhat unexpected place called Chef Special Cocktail Bar. And I've been on the record talking about how much I love this place. It is uh, from uh, Chef Jason Vincent, who opened up Giant. Uh, hey,
0: that's one of my favorite restaurants in the city.
1: Oh, it's so good. It's so great. And, you know, I was a little bit skeptical. It's like, hmm, I wonder what they're going to be doing. You know, what is Jason Vincent opening up an American-Chinese restaurant? And I got to say, <laughs> Jacoby. It is legit. It is good. He Mm -hmm. is doing, he's executing American Chinese food at such a high level. I think their egg rolls are the best in the world. I mean, I really truly think that. I should should, uh, qualify that by saying they're American style egg rolls. You know, like the really sort of crunchy, crispy. I love it so much. But in terms of dumplings, they will do a version of potstickers that I think is just Top notch. So, I think you definitely got to go to uh, Chef's Special Cocktail Bar. And then I'm going to mention actually not one more place. I'm going to mention two more places. I think Ming Hin, uh, they've got multiple locations mm-hmm. in the suburb. They've got a couple of locations downtown. The one I go to is in Chicago Chinatown. They are a dim sum parlor. And if you want things like shrimp dumplings, shumai, potstickers, that's a fantastic place to go. And I should say that at Ming Hin, it's more of a Hong Kong, Cantonese, Southern China style of dumplings okay. that you would find at Ming-Hin.
0: If I'm looking on a menu and I see dumpling, potsticker, gyoza, I might think to myself, well, well those all kind of seem very similar, sort of a, a filling wrapped around. Well, what are your basic differences between like a dumpling, a pot sticker, a gyoza?
1: Dumpling is a somewhat... Umbrella term for mm. any sort of meat or filling wrapped in dough, right? Right. I mean, you can have pierogi. So pierogi is a dumpling as well, too. I mean, the differences are really going to be in the filling inside, right? Okay. It's, we're mostly talking about a a, um, a wheat flour based uh, wrapper uh, that's either boiled or steamed or fried or or, or uh, you know uh, pan seared. So um, you know the the term dumpling is a very inclusive and almost too broad of a term right I got you so I would say that if you go to a restaurant you should actually ask either your server or ask the chef could you tell me more about this style of dumpling they would be more than happy to engage in you for you to for them to share in their culture and to tell you a little bit about their dumplings and so uh you know I, I am all for talking to chefs and talk to understand more about their food culture I think they really enjoy that.
0: I love that. Uh, you got one more place on the list that you you want to make sure, CityCast folks, uh, stop by.
1: I do. I'm on record of talking about Shanghai Terrace. This has been a mm-hmm. place that's open at the. This is at the Peninsula Hotel. It is fine dining Cantonese, and I think uh, it's been open for 22 years. It's been under the radar just because it's been around for so long. But there are very few restaurants that is doing sit down fine dining Michelin level Chinese food. In Chicago, much less in America, and I think Shanghai Terrace just has a really, really good version of it. I had a shumai there. I had a bao, which is their soup dumpling. That's the dumplings where you put it in your mouth, and it bursts this incredibly savory soup inside your mouth, and you have to like seal your lips, otherwise the soup would come bursting out. And they just do a fantastic version, version of soup dumplings at Shanghai Terrace, and uh, I'm a big fan of that restaurant.
0: That's been on my list is definitely a spot I want to stop by because that's one of those appetizers that if I see it on your menu, I am likely to grab it. But if you are trying to grab something to go home, you mentioned a restaurant earlier that I give them to you frozen. Is there a brand or another restaurant where you could get good dumplings frozen and take them home with you?
1: You know, there are so many brands out there. If you go to 88 Jefferson, the the huge new supermarket down in Chinatown, if you go to Skokie International Market, another new Asian supermarket there, there are so many different brands. I don't think one stands out over the rest. I will say that if you go to that place I mentioned earlier, QXY Dumplings, and that is on uh, 2000 South Wentworth, I think that's the best way to go.
0: Okay, Uh, we mentioned your book earlier in the conversation, a very Chinese cookbook. It came out last year, named one of the best cookbooks of all of twenty twenty three by the New York Times. This is the time when they add in the. (laughs) Uh, So what is your favorite dumpling recipe to prepare either alone with your family?
1: My favorite by far is the shumai. And let me tell you what the shumai is. It is a pork pork and shrimp dumpling. Mm -hmm. It is open face, which means that it is not sealed. You basically take this cylinder of luscious, savory, seasoned, chopped pork. Mm -hmm. I like pork belly because who doesn't like a little bit of fat? With shrimp. And you chop it up until it becomes this really... Toothsome, some almost like bouncy texture when you bite in, Mm -hmm. okay? And then you wrap it on basically around the sides and on the bottom. And so it's open topped. And when you steam it and you dip it in either chili oil or soy sauce, I mean, it is to me the meatiest and most flavorful dumpling of them all. And I will judge how good your dim sum restaurant is by the quality of your shumai. And if that's good, then that bodes well for the rest of the dishes to come. So I will judge you on your shumai. And uh, we have a recipe in the book, a very Chinese cookbook from uh, America's Test Kitchen that was you know developed by one of our ace cooks, Brian Roof. And it is just probably the one thing that I can, I will eat 60 dumplings in one sitting and I'll eat 60 <laughs> of those shumai in one sitting if I could.
0: Uh, is the video of you and your father making shumai the shumai 101 is that the recipe y'all are making that's the one
1: yeah we've got my dad and i have uh, uh a youtube series called hunger pangs because if your last name is pang and you don't do a food show you're really missing out so uh it's on youtube called hunger pangs and our very first episode was me and my dad making those very shumai and it is one of my favorite things to eat
0: Kevin, I appreciate you making time for CityCast. Every time you stop by, I leave hungrier than when the conversation started. It means the world to us, my friend. Thanks, Jacoby. Nice to talk to you. Before we let you go, Mayor Brandon Johnson announced yesterday that the city will not renew its contract with Sound Thinking, a.k.a. ShotSpotter. The contract will officially expire this Friday. The mayor also said the city would decommission the use of the gunshot detection technology by late September. We're going to be talking about this in our news roundup on Friday. But in the meantime, in between time, go back and listen to our episode about the controversy surrounding ShotSpotter. And make sure you subscribe to our newsletter, Hey Chicago, to keep up with the fast moving news. You can do it all now at Chicago.CityCast.FM. Of course, I got some good news for you, or as we like to call it, some good news. Our friends over at Asian Pop-Up Cinema have free Lunar New Year screenings coming up, including a showing of The Monk and The Gun tomorrow night at the Gene Siskel Film Center and a showing of 100 Yards at the Chicago Cultural Center this Saturday. Admission is free, but RSVP is required. You can check the show notes for more information. As always, we appreciate you for listening and reading. I'm going to be back bright and early tomorrow morning. I'm expecting you to be there with me. I know there's no way for me to actually know when and where you're listening, but like it would really warm my heart to know that like tomorrow morning you're going to be here with me. I appreciate you. Peace.